Welcome to Playful Pursuit, the podcast where we explore the world of fun activities, games, and events. Whether you're a family or a couple, young or old, this podcast is for you. We're here to help you inject some excitement in your life and discover new ways to have fun. I'm Joe, and in today's episode, I take you back to medieval times in southern France in a game called Carcassonne. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to play. Carcassonne. It's our new favorite game. It's a lot of fun. Darlene and I have been playing the heck out of it lately. It uh, comes in a little box. It's a tile placement game. Two to five players and seven years old and up can play it. Now, Carcassonne is a city in southern France, and the game is set in medieval time. So, you get these tiles, 84 tiles, and you mix them all up and stack them up and put them upside down so they're random. And there's four different tiles, four different terrains on each one. There's, it could be a road, a city, a monastery, or a field, or a combination of two. Sometimes there's a double on the same one. Matter of fact, most of the time there's double on the same one. It might be part of a city and part of a field or a road to a city or so on. So you start with seven meeples, little tokens, people-shaped tokens. And what you do to play a game, you put the starting tile up. There's one tile that's a different background than all the rest of them. You put that up first. Then the first person plays. They take a tile, any one they want from the stack of tiles. And they match the terrain on one side of their, you know, four-sided tile to the starting tile. And they can put it any way they want as long as it matches the terrain. So that's step one. You place a tile. Now step two... And that's an optional step, is you could place one of your meeples. For example, let's say this had a road and a field. Well, you might want to put your meeple, set them right on the road, saying, I claim that road more or less for points later. And then when that road gets completed on both ends, stops, you get one point for each tile that road goes through. And then it's the next person's turn, and they do the same thing. And they don't have to go off the starting tile. They can go off any tile available out there. The road, I explained to you, the city, you have walls around it. And you want to complete the walls. The walls got to go all the way around the city. Some cities could be just two tiles. Small little city. Some cities are massive. (laughs) And they get that way. And what you do is once it's completed, you could take off your meeple and score it. If you put a meeple on one of the tiles, you don't have to put it on every tile that's in the city. You just have to put it on one of them. You get two points for every city tile. And some of the city tiles have little shields or pennants on it, and you get an extra two points for every one of those. So, what's the strategy? Well, this, this thing can get massive, and it's a big city. And you only get seven meeples. So, when you start putting them out there, you don't want to use them all up right away because you can't take them off until they score. In some of the cases, the roads don't end for quite a while or the city doesn't get completed for quite a while. You run out of meeples and then you're playing tiles and you're missing good opportunities and other things that could happen. Now the fields, the green background is the fields. You put a meeple on there and it's considered a farmer and you lay them down he cannot come off at all during the game. So once you lay him down, he's done. At the end of the game, however, 
every field or every completed city that's adjacent to that field, you get three points. So it could really rake up some points at the end. That's the gist of it. It sounds so simple. But you start playing it. We played it and played it. And each time we play it, we're coming up with different strategies or different ways that make sense because you're playing it. And then when you score at the end, you go, oh, I should have done that. <laughs> now you got another tile that has a monastery on it. To get points for this, you have to lay it down and put a meeple on the monastery. Once you get all the, I think, yeah, eight tiles that are completely surrounded, even diagonally, you get nine points. You get one for each of those tiles and one for the monastery yourself. Then you can take your meeple off, score nine points. So there's about five of those, I believe, in the basic game. At the end of the game is when you use the last tile. So that's where all the roads that did not get complete, you get one point for each road. You look at the cities. You get one point for each city block. As long as your meeple's on it, it's all connected for each one of those. And the fields I explained to you. The monastery, if you didn't get all eight around it, you still get one for each one around it and the monastery itself. So it adds up real quickly at the end. So you got to think about that as you're placing these meeples. This is this is a pretty fun game, and it, and it comes in many expansions. There's about ten of them out there, I think. There's a handful of mini expansions. The basic game comes with two mini expansions. It has the river and it has the abbot. Now, we're getting ready to add the river to ours, our play. Um, the river comes with I think it's 12 tiles, and it's just a river. And you start out playing those tiles first. And then once those tiles are done, you could start playing just like a regular normal game. The scoring is the same. You do not get to claim a river or get points for it. Now, Board Game Geek, which is a very popular website that rates all the games. And it rates the games by people or part of the board game geek like me and they rated a 7.4 out of 10 the game so that's not too bad now the difficulty rating is a 1.9 out of 5 so it's fairly simple so you could sit right down and play it fairly quickly the rules are only like three pages long there's not much to it strategy it'll take you many games to really come up with a good strategy and the reset is fantastic. You just flip over all the tiles and shape, mix them up and stack them up again and start all over. It's that simple. This game is available on Amazon. Uh, I think it's $25 at Amazon. But this is a fun game. And we're looking forward to playing it with a third and fourth person. I'm sure the dynamics of the game itself will drastically change with that. But it's a fun two-player game. It does take a little bit of room on the table because you don't know which way the tiles are going to expand on it. We play in a, like a neoprene, yeah, it's a neoprene fabric we put on the table. And best describe it as a, it's like a mouse pad, a giant mouse pad we put on the table. And it makes it real easy to put the tiles on, see them and move them. And they don't slide around in the room. Give Carcassonne a try. It's a very popular game. It's been out a couple decades, at least. It's a German-based game, I believe. So, Carcassonne. Southern France city, it's still a real city, too. But it's a medieval set game, and uh, give it a shot. Uh, we'd appreciate uh, some feedback. You can contact me at playfulpursuit at yahoo.com, and we have a Facebook page here. You can check that out, too. So until next week, have some fun, play some games, and uh, enjoy life. Goodbye. Goodbye.